There is a podcast beyond that which is known to man. It is a discussion as vast as space and as timeless as infinity. It is the middle ground between movies and TV, between gaming and tech, and it lies between a collection of comics and the summit of our knowledge. This is the podcast of our imagination. We call ourselves the Nerdtastic Four. Welcome to the Nerdtastic Four podcast. My name is Chris. And I'm Desmond. And Kern and Rose might be filing in in a little bit, but we're starting recording now because we want to talk about so many different things. Um, what should we start with? You know what? We have breaking news. We don't have a breaking news soundbite, but we should get one. That's it. That's our breaking news. That's our breaking news. No, the breaking news is this. Uh, Donald Glover has been cast as Landell Carissian. And the Landell. fans everywhere rejoiced. I remember like when the rumors of a Han Solo movie were out there, everybody was like, like a top post on Reddit was Donald Glover should play Lando. And everyone's like, there's no way they'll do that because it makes too much sense. And then... Uh, Star Wars posted on Instagram, I think, was where they actually announced it. it. was like, oh, look, Donald Glover is Lando Calrissian in the Han Solo movie. And I was like, ah! Oh, it's so perfect. It's, it's just... so perfect. It's too perfect. I yeah. mean, I think it's actually right now, I looked on uh, Reddit, and it's posted twice. But the top post has like 14,000 upvotes. <laughs> and I think it's the top voted, uh, all-time top voted one. With it's not archived right now, I'm not positive on that, but mm, mm. my Reddit browsing skills are a little weak right now. But that's that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Um, so I'm I'm super excited. What do you think? I mean, I were mean you that, a fan of this to begin with. That I didn't really care about the Han Solo movie. I was like, I don't know why we need this, and now I'm like, oh okay, so it's going to be a Lando movie. I'm all about a Lando movie. I'll watch a Lando movie. <laughs> Yeah, no, right? And then, then they topped it off with Donald Glover. And I was like, that, there's nothing more perfect right now in my yeah. life than what I'm being told. Yeah. Um, which, is, which is really great because I'm on a Star Wars high because mm-hmm. that Rogue One trailer mm-hmm. sold me so damn hard. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's one of those things that I'm like, this might be, and it, it's 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 difficult to say things like this. But I'm like, this might be the best Star Wars movie. And, like, it shouldn't be because it's not even a main, you know, cast. There's it's no a Star there's Wars no, story. Yeah, it's not. It's just a side story, really. That, like, if they'd never told this story, it wouldn't have bothered anybody. It's not some story that we need to know. But there's something about this movie that just looks so good. And I'm like, yeah. Oh my gosh, it's just, it's it's. I mean, on the on the trailer thing, like I know people are like, well, it's just a trailer, and we've been fucked by trailers this year. And I'm like, bro, lighten up. We've seen enough different. They've done this trailer exactly how you do a trailer. They've shown you the tone of the movie by covering. I feel like parts of the story from beginning to end, the middle, the characters, still got some surprises. That's what you're supposed to do. It makes me want to go see it. It makes it look good. I honestly think, just watching the trailer, that there's not a way this movie can be absolute crap. Right. 
And I, I think too, like there's a there's a part in every in the back of everyone's head that was that's like, okay, um, like the two the two main thoughts that I don't think people are actually consciously having, but like if they think about it, this is why th- these are contributing factors to Rogue One being amazing. One, after seeing the Force Awakens, you realize that like Disney has basically the very best intentions with the Star Wars franchise. Yeah, people can say that we're going to be overloaded with Star Wars movies, but I really don't think that's going to hurt anybody. But the other thing is that this is this is a story that can't be a remake of something like Force Awakens was. Yeah. It's going to be a completely original story. And you know, there's all the there's been talk and there's been statements that basically say that episode eight won't be like a remake of one of the older movies like seven basically was, but rogue one is our first real glimpse at like a completely original. I mean, there's kind of like a framework because we know what's going to happen for the most part. Right, right. But no, I got what you're saying. The story itself, the story the itself is, I think most of the characters they had to make up too, right? Cause I know like, um, yeah, I mean they Forrest might be Whitaker's ba- character is like, from one of the animated series, right? And it and it could be based. I mean, like in seven, some of the characters are definitely based on like uh, EU Legends characters, right? That could definitely happen, you know. With this, I I can see it, but I'm not mad about that, right? I mean, this. You're not. Paul I hope Reiser. it does really well. I really hope it does really well because now that they've said like Shadows of the Empire is a thing, right? I hope that eventually we either get a TV show or you know, something out of it that goes back and says, hey, remember Shadows of the Empire and how badass that was? Mm-hmm. We got you. Right, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, so... That, that, that's making me excited now, too, but yeah. Rogue One looks just phenomenal. Yeah, super excited about it. Um, and it's just the idea of it happening in this universe, but having so little of the universe that we already know being in it. Which brings us to the Logan trailer. Oh, that's what I... Yes, I was going there next. Yeah, which I feel like... I I like... Like, the Logan trailer looks really good, too. And I think a lot of it is the same kind of thing that makes Rogue One look good. Is that this is going to be an X-Men movie, but it doesn't look like an X-Men movie. It's just a... It looks like an interesting, like, personal story about Logan... Um, in the universe of the X-Men. Like, I don't know who else is... Like, I don't know if there's going to be a lot of other X-Men in it. But it looks like it's mainly going to be Logan... Uh, is it X-23? Is that the girl? Yeah. And um, Professor Xavier, obviously. And then there's some other characters that are kind of shown in this trailer. But I'm like... Yeah. Caliban's are there. It, it, looks, it, it, it looks really good to me. With the exception that I'm not sure about the tone, like the of the film itself, in terms of like the lighting and the production values and right. the filter, it all seems a little too bright for me. Mm. The one thing that I was really surprised about because I was worried that they couldn't do it due to licensing stuff was that it was going to be old man Logan, right? And that happens in the future, and it, there's all these changes and. It's a wasteland in a lot of ways, but there's other things going on. It's it's a really great story, but I was worried that they couldn't pull it off. Right. And I was really happy to see that that's not what they went for necessarily. Like, they took that basic idea and ran with it. Right. 
Now, given the other two stories in the Wolverine trilogy, I'm not like super hyped about it, but I really think this shows the best potential yet. But on the last podcast, uh, I think the last one you weren't on, and we talked about the other two X-Men movies. Because um, I think by that time, just that poster of, of uh, Wolverine's hand was yeah. out. Um, which of the other two movies do you think is the best? The first one or the second one? The first one. Okay. Yes. <laughs> For some reason, um, Kern and Rose... I don't Kern hate either Rose, of the Logan movies. Kern and Rose both think the second one's better. And I'm like, you guys are crazy. The second one was garbage. Oh, it wasn't garbage, garbage. It just... Okay, since I wasn't here and I heard what was going on... Well, here's my take on it. I really like the setup in, um, in the Wolverine, but... Oh, man. They... The Silver Samurai being a mech was stupid. Yeah. And the armor was right there. The hand was in it, but we just used him for like cannon fodder. Like, why would why why were all those ninjas there? Why was the hand there if they weren't going to use them? It just it had so many great points. The ca- the casting, the characters, everything was on point. Right. And then they just screwed it all up. Now in one, I don't think there was really a misstep, except for the ending. Right. Like. That's that that that's my only that's my only complaint about Wolverine Origins is they 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 just threw it all away. They threw it all away going to an island. They threw it all away. So I have the same complaint, but I feel like I could stop watching the movie at some point there, and it was okay. I feel like too I couldn't re-edit to be anything. Right. Um. So yeah, Logan, I think looks really good. A lot of people pointed out that uh, Hugh Jackman looks like Joe, Joe Joel from The Last of Us. If you ever played that on, oh yeah, PlayStation. like everyone's like, man, I can't wait for <laughs> Hugh Jackman to play Joel in the uh, um, in the movie version, and even like somebody from. Um, the studio that made that Naughty Dog, they actually said like, "Wow, Joel looks really cool." I didn't know we were making a movie already. I uh, the the only thing I guess is I I keep looking at it and I the vibe I get is kind of uh, interstellar, as far as like what the world is like. Mm-hmm. I wish it was a little bit uh, less that maybe a little more uh, Children of Men type, mm-hmm. you know, just a little more. Chaotic, a little more post-apocalyptic, knowing the source material. Right. I'm also kind of happy to see X-23, but it's going to throw a weird wrench in, and I feel like this whole X-Men Wolverine thing has too much time travel going on as it is. Mm. So that bothers me, because I don't know how they're going to get to having an, a Wolverine or anything, unless he has a son um, that also shows up, and that's weird. But I'm also disappointed that this might be Jackman's last time. Yeah. Um, because I he really needs to see Deadpool. Yeah. Uh, there's probably no chance of it just because of like the subject matter of this one. But like before we saw the trailer, I was like, man, I hope there's some kind of Deadpool cameo or something in Wolverine or in uh, Logan. And now after seeing that trailer, I'm like, I don't feel like Deadpool could fit in in any part of that movie. No. 
No. Well, I um, mean, he could because he could find him and he could like crack wise and then be like, "No, it it really sucks." And it could be like a really like, quick yeah. thing, like um, in yeah. X Men. What was the one where like they showed Logan for like? I just yeah. I just want to call yeah, him Logan now, where he's just sitting at the bar for like that one quick scene. Like I'm imagining something like that. Oh, I meant the one where the last one where uh, Age of Apocalypse, where he was in the chamber. Like he finds Deadpool and leaves him. Like that would be okay. Mm, mm, yeah. Like they have a little quick back and forth. I could deal with that. Right. I don't know. It's super exciting to see what they've taken, and where they're going. What the next level is. That that's what interests me because I want to know what the post Wolverine X Men universe looks like because we all know that's the meat and potatoes of this thing. Right. So I'm um, I'm kind of interested. It also interests me because there's another superhero that might be coming to the big screen. Yes. And his name is Captain Planet. It sure is. Now, when I saw this, my first gut reaction, because I saw a tweet or something like that, my first assumption was that this account that tweeted that was one of those parody accounts like The Onion. And I was like, yeah, okay, we get it. He's really big about the environment. Very funny. And then I was like, oh, wait, this is real. This is a thing that's actually happening. <laughs> One of us. One of us. So. I, I mean, with the Power Rangers, ha- I think if Power Rangers goes forward and makes money, which it looks like it will do, mm-hmm. we are getting Captain Planet. Yeah. And now he's attached to this project, but it, he's not playing Captain Planet, is he? No, I think he's going to produce it and probably maybe direct it. Right, right. I'm hoping... I know that sounds stupid, but I think he wants to. I'm hoping for uh, Don Cheadle to reprise his role as Captain Planet. Hey, man. Just turn people into trees. (laughs) You and me both. The brother needs work. I think that'd be... They they, they uncrippled him in the the Marvel franchise. (laughs) They got him. Yeah, I know. You got to give him another superhero franchise. (laughs) Yeah. Where he's the star. And turns people into But trees. I would go for a Captain Planet like a uh, Power Rangers crossover in the future. Mm, mm, mm. So who do you think would play a good Captain Planet? Realistically. Oh god, I didn't you know what? I didn't even think of that. That's a really great question that I should have prepped. Um Man. I'm gonna who go out on a limb think? and say Freddie Prince Jr. No, no, <laughs> no, no. Captain Planet, you know, I I don't. It depends on the tone, I think. Like, yeah, that's very true. Because honestly, my gut reaction is to say The Rock, but I do that like ninety percent of the time. Right, right. Who should play Matilda in the Matilda sequel? The Rock. Yeah, The Rock. <laughs> Obviously, I mean, Obviously, The Rock. It depends on if it's if it's supposed to be like a comedy. Right. And I don't mean that like a pure comedy, but I mean if if he's supposed to be. At all, kind of like humorous. Right. Otherwise, I could see someone. I don't know about Scott Eastwood, but maybe Scott Eastwood. Mm. Except I've never seen him act well in anything. Yeah, but they keep giving John Cartney work, and he's horrible in everything. Yeah, he is. Worthington. I even so saw. I, give... I even saw him do an interview on Colbert about Suicide Squad, and I'm like, man, this guy is like not even good at being interviewed. Like this guy's just bad. <laughs> this guy's just bad if he's in front of a camera, apparently. 
Well, you know, Harrison Ford doesn't interview well. Can we get Harrison Ford to do it? See, but like, Harrison Ford, like, he has anxiety problems. Like, that's not just like... No, I know. He's not like, like a boring Captain, idiot Captain or something Planet? like that. I don't... I think that'd be really funny if they, like, did, like, a fast-forward thing. Like, the Earth is, like, perfectly preserved and, like, old man Captain Planet is, like, just, like, hovering over the... Hovering in the sky looking down at, like, how beautiful the world is. <laughs> like, that's how the movie ends. No, you know what's funny is like, okay, so Power Rangers came out, Captain Planet came out, I'm sure Pirates of Dark Water's coming out, and this is the reason why, because every time I start to write a treatment where I'm like, I'm going to see if I can actually get into real filmmaking, Right. I've got some credibility, a little bit enough to, people go, okay, I'll look at this dumb shit's writing. Right. So it's like, hey, you know what? Captain Planet. And my whole idea was that like, this meteor comes to Earth and crashes, and they find Captain Planet, but like he's like almost like an android because I always had the feeling that he was maybe a robot. Mm-hmm. And the, the they have to find the rings, but like since that thing like breaks apart, yeah, like people get the rings and then they then they when they finally figure out how to activate them because they have like the weird like water bending and air bending, and then they're like oh shit, and then it activates and we have this huge fight with this something else that's come to destroy Earth. He's like, I am Captain Planet. Because I don't want to see him fight, like, the fucking pipeline in the Dakotas. Or goddamn fracking. Or, you know, Chernobyl. I want him to... I want I want Captain Planet to take on something real. I mean, it's kind of whack if Marky Mark is, like, on... Uh, was it Deepwater Horizon? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Captain Planet's like, oh, no, you done fucked up. And just, like, punches him. Like, <laughs> you're spilling oil into the ocean. Now clean all these baby birds with your tongue. <laughs> I don't know that I'm... Like, signing up for it, see him fight that. Like, Gary Busey's a crazy, like, Texas oil tycoon that's like, I'm just going to let it flow across the land. I don't care. I didn't wear a helmet and messed up my brain. <laughs> Fuck. I'm not doing that. Like, it's cool, but it has to be so campy that it's like, the bad guy should be Adam West. Like, that's where we're at then. Right. So hopefully it'll be cool. I hope it gets a crossover with some other properties. That would be that would be super awesome. But overall, pumped for Captain America to have a shot at the big screen at all. Yeah, because it means we're going to get to see concept art and scripts and all kinds of cool stuff. Right. I don't know, but it could be horrible. It could be a horrible like reboot, remake, whatever kind of thing, and that would be not great. Yeah, that would suck. Because I. The reason I say that is I was just reminded that uh, by Fox on my TV here that I suffered through the Rocky Horror Picture Show last night. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I didn't even bother watching it. But I saw your great well, I'm tweet not gonna, reviews, so. Yeah, I'm not going to get on to it uh, here because I maybe, depending on filming, because I'm acting in a thing for a thing, uh, apparently, at work. Uh, but... I'm supposed to be on Dork of All Trades to talk about it with uh, Tim and John. Oh, so awesome. I'll I'll be over there sometime in the near future to talk about how bad Rocky Horror was. Because I'm not a like in love fan with the original, but I think that there's moments of it that are classic. Mm-hmm. And this thing just shit all over them. Mm-hmm. So I'm really hoping someone tells me I'm wrong so I can just yell for like 20 minutes. Yeah, hopefully it won't just be a, oh, we all hate it. And then that'd be the end of it. Yeah, I mean that's that's kind of my thing. Um, wait, you know, I think the guys are coming, supposedly. So I'm gonna throw out some minor news topics that they probably wouldn't give a shit about anyway. 
Okay. And you can just uh, punch me whenever you want to stop. Okay. Um, let me see. Oh, this is just a weird piece of news that I found interesting as a nerd. Um, they found a hidden chamber in the Great Pyramid. Don't know what's there, but we found it. So We finally found right? the thing we didn't know that was there. Well, they always suspected there was more to it, but it's kind of cool to have, like, we're pretty sure there's another chamber that we're going to go explore somehow. We don't have all the details worked out. It's kind of like our recent trip to Mars at the race. I, well, obviously, we're not European. But uh, that blew up, apparently, on impact. Mm. That was not a thing. that, But but Obama did say that we were putting people on Mars in the next, like, 15 years or something. Yeah, by 2030, uh, which the, I think is 2030s, I think is what he said. I think he said 2030s. I don't think he said 2030. I don't remember. only reason I say that is because Kennedy said by the end of this decade, and we were like, 1969, we got you. Uh, of course, he was dead, but we still did it. Right. So, hopefully, Obama will be around to see us do it. Oh, know, okay. He did maybe. say 2030s. Yeah. Not just well, I'm hoping that he's right, because I think it would be really cool just to see, like, live stream of people from there. Hopefully, they take, like, a VR camera or whatever technology we have by then, because we didn't even have iPhones, you know, 15 years ago. So. Right. Maybe maybe we'll have some cool technology, quantum computing shit that we can, uh, you know, hook up and we'll all be able to experience Mars. Uh, I'm trying to say, oh, space travel. Speaking of which, the International Space Station is going to start uh, looking into commercial modules. You know, the whole thing is built by these modules that different uh, countries send up. They have them built, they launch them, and they attach them, and there's science and habitat and uh, different like uh, areas of the station that are all manufactured by the world as a whole, right. except for China, who has their own space station. Although they do send stuff to the ISS, it's not that. Uh, but they have their own space station as well. So anyway, uh, with Dragon, uh, Dragon X, SpaceX, all these uh, space stations going on, Amazon, um, it's really cool. And now we're looking towards the future to say like we might add on to our existing space infrastructure to have more things i think it would be really cool to see what like jeff bezos wants to put into space or a uh, tesla guy elon musk elon musk what's his name yeah elon musk yeah. mr musk i think it I might mean, be i'm Ellen, sure he's got some yeah. he, he might have some cool stuff you know that goes up there uh i'd like to see what ideas come out of this what people would be interested in put it up there and what we can do with it i mean i think that's a big hurdle and we've already seen that with like public sector space exploration that people are interested so i think that people will be interested in this and uh, we learned so much from it so it's really cool uh i'm geeking out about the possibilities in my head because i'm like there's a lot of things i'd like to see um you know we have all these laser um inferometers that we put up there already that we're looking at we have the the james webb space telescope that's going to be set up mm. uh, we have all these things that are going on it would be really cool to have some other stuff going on up there as well like i mean we have gravity waves going on it's just cool i'm sorry uh i know you don't uh do that as much as me but that's uh however this is boring news, but somebody might geek out, so I'm going to talk about it real quick. Uh, there is a 5G modem now. 
You can have 5G, Chris. 5G? Yeah. 28 gigahertz. That's what they're doing. Hmm. So, it'll be interesting to see. I don't think it's going to be widely available to have some uses right now. Right. But it's good to see that we're updating our infrastructure because God knows we were stuck in 3G around here forever. And some places don't even have, you know, anything beyond, like, DSL. So Right, yeah. Hopefully... The expanded coverage areas will be a blessing to people in rural areas playing Pokemon Go. Yeah. That people still log into for some fucking reason. Man, I haven't logged into it since like probably mid-August. Something like that. It's been a while. It sounds about right. I mean, I think I actually logged into it at the end of last month. It's been about a month. Mm. Um The only other thing that I really think we should talk about is how right I was about the Note 7. It's officially banned. In fact, oh, Samsung yeah, just ended it. Right? Just... You're not allowed to fly with it. You're not allowed to do anything with it. They sent flame-proof, fireproof boxes yeah. to people to return them. Yeah. And they gave you a $100 credit to go buy another Samsung phone because consumer trust. All I can think is that what's going to happen, what has to happen... Because they, they're going to want to redesign this phone, but there's no way they can call it the Galaxy Note anything. Because if they come out next year and go, all right, we fixed the, it's not going to explode. Here's the Galaxy Note 8. It, no, it has to have like a new name. And oh yeah, even then, like people are still going to be kind of weary about it. But I feel like this has to just end the Note name. Because Note yeah, is just no, going to give people the idea in their head. Like, oh, the Note. Those are the ones that explode. Like, I've already had people that go, what kind of phone do you have? And I just say, it's a Galaxy S6. Galaxy. And they're like, oh, is that the one that explodes? Like, no. <laughs> I think, I honestly think Galaxy's done. You think so? I mean, I hate to say it, but it's just a name. Yeah. Because you just it... said that you tell people... You know, you have a galaxy, and they're like, does that explode? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. Um, I've actually got a co-worker. I mean, they, they released the... Oh, sorry, go ahead. I've actually got a co-worker at the news station. He has a Note 7. <laughs> and he's like, I'll return it after it explodes. It's a good phone. <laughs> I mean, I was interested in it. I'm, I'm interested in the Pixel. That's what I was going to say. The, You know, the Pixel came out... Um. It seems really cool, but it's stuck on Verizon. What the fuck? Mm-hmm. That I don't like carrier locked phones. Right. It's um. A weird, uh, it's a weird deal. Uh, other than that, I I guess we get we, let's let's take a personal break since the two of us were there. Um, Chris, I'm gonna interview you real quick. Okay. You recently tried to eat a seven layer burger i sure did in 14 minutes uh 17 minutes 17 minutes it was monstrous there's a video of it that we shared there's photos of it you were insane it was your birthday was that the reason you tried it or did you have another reason were you trying to commit suicide by food no i I was trying it because of my birthday um how did it how did it honestly taste like i don't think anyone's asked that question like do you think that the whole burgers itself was composed properly? Here's the thing about this seven-layer burger. 
<clears throat> the way that I ate it, I was like, I'm going to eat it from the top down. And I'm going to wait and eat the bread last so that I don't get too full too fast. So I take the bread off the top. There's two tomatoes. I eat the tomatoes. They taste like tomatoes. That's all I have to say about the tomatoes. Um, below that, the first layer was um, the buffalo. Like a, it was a piece of fried chicken with buffalo sauce on it. After I ate that, for the rest of the burger, all I could think was, I want more buffalo fried chicken. Like, that was so good. <laughs> then, there was a grilled chicken. Um, the grilled chicken was very juicy, flavorful. I was like, this is a good grilled chicken. I've had the grilled chicken before at that restaurant, so I already knew it was going to be good. Um, below that was the hot dogs, I think. I don't know if they actually have hot dogs. Like, I don't know what the hot dogs are for. They might be for, like, the kids' meal or something like that. But the hot dogs were pretty good. I just shoved whole wieners in my mouth. <laughs> uh, just to eat that part as quickly as possible. Um, below that was... Let me think. Okay, that's three layers. Fried chicken, grilled chicken, hot dog. The other four layers There's were... There was some uh, turkey, right? There was turkey. turkey there was... Um, the actual pastrami burger, was there was pastrami, and there's something I'm forgetting. Uh, the turkey bacon. Yeah, the bacon. Okay. So then I ate some of the, um, I ate some of the turkey. So then like the, what was left was the bacon, the burger itself, and then the pastrami. And at that point, because it was so small, everybody was like, okay. You can probably just make it into a normal burger and eat it like a normal burger. And it was, I feel like the burger itself was good. The pastrami was like chewy. And at the time I actually said like the pastrami ruined me because it was like chewy and tough. And the manager was standing there when I said that and you could see that she was like, oh no, don't say that. People are watching this video. <laughs> But, um, and that's what ruined me. Like, I'm sitting there chewing on this pastrami, and I'm like, I can't swallow this yet, because it's, like, not remotely chewed up enough. Um, but most of it was really good. It was, I think just the pastrami was like, oh no, I can't even swallow this right now. But what really ruined me was that I ate too fast at the very beginning. And, like, it made it hard to breathe, because I was just swallowing, like, chunks of food that I hadn't chewed up properly. So I was eating so fast. Swallowing all wieners. Yeah, swallowing whole wieners. So, like, I was eating so fast that it made it hard to breathe. So, like, the further I got into the burger, the more I had to, like, pause and, like, make sure I could breathe before I kept eating. <laughs> so I feel like I started too fast, which made me go slow for the last few minutes. If I would have gone a little slower at the beginning, I could have, like, kept that speed the whole way through. And I don't, I don't think I would have had a problem. Because, like, once I got to the 10-minute mark, once seven minutes had passed and I was at the 10-minute mark, I was well over halfway done with the burger already. So I was like, oh, this is going to be easy. And, like, nope. That's whenever I started having to slow down because I couldn't breathe. So, overall, I think it was good. They have really good fries at 7, too. So, like, I was... I was yeah, I, I ate your fries. Like, so I, I was... And the weird, and here's what sucks, because, like, me and you have tried the Chupacabra, the 8-pound burrito. The 20-pound burrito? I thought it was 8 pounds. It's 8 pounds, but there's no way it's actually just 8 pounds. Oh, right, right, right. So that thing, we both ate 
really fast for like 20 minutes and then stopped waiting for our stomachs to settle and then it never did because we were so full off the first 20 minutes of eating a burrito. With this burger, I never got full. Like, that's why, like, after the timer stopped, like, I kept kind of nibbling on everything. Because even though I couldn't finish and I had to, like, just stop eating, it was because I couldn't breathe. It wasn't because I was full. And that's, like, the most disappointing thing of all. It's like, I wasn't full. I could have kept eating. I just couldn't breathe. Um, but like, would you, would you try it again? I would try it again. I don't know when, cause it's kind of an expensive burger. It's more expensive than the giant burrito, which is weird to me, but yeah, it's really weird. Cause like on the Chupacabra, um, it's just like a casserole, four inch deep casserole yeah. dish that is filled with a layered burrito and molten lava cheese. Yeah. And uh, it, I don't remember how much it was. It was like twenty four bucks. Yeah, it was like twenty four. It was 25, a reasonable like price that. for the amount of. It's a reasonable amount of food for the price. Like, yeah, I would buy that as like a party deal. Like I, if I was having some people over, I'd be like, "Hey, I'm gonna do the Chupacabra challenge and just walk out the door with it." Yeah, it's really weird that like it's so cheap because like I feel like I would just walk in there and go, "Hi, I would like." one of your giant burritos and pay them $25 and then that just be all that I eat for like four or five days because like literally what I ended up taking home that day I didn't I finished like a week later I gave it to my dog and my dog's huge and she still took like 30 minutes to finish it so I don't know Uh, it's a lot of food you did really well I was impressed uh, I don't know how you did it because it was way bigger. I don't know if there's a way. It's not like um, Arnold Burger. You remember? Oh, yeah. It's not like a huge-ass burger, but it's stacked. It's just so much food. Yeah, yeah. And it doesn't yeah. look appetizing. Like, I got to tell you, it all looks pretty. It just doesn't look like it goes together at all to me. Yeah, that's and the I thing. Like, like I feel I like a lot of that. that yeah. I feel mix like. of flavors. Yeah. I feel like a lot of that burger, like, I wouldn't want to eat together. Like, it doesn't make sense for me to have, like, buffalo chicken with hot dogs. Like, that doesn't sound appealing at all. But eating it one layer at a time made it really appealing until I got down to the pastrami. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I'll probably I try it again at some point. But it's also one of those things, like, I'd almost rather try the chupacabra again. Because with the chupacabra, oh, God, you get, like, you get it for free. You get a shirt. You get your name on the Wall of Fame. You get a free meal every week for the rest of your life. In the seven-layer burger, you get the burger for free, and, like, that's it. Yeah, but the chupacabra is just, like, dude, I don't think... The chupacabra is impossible. I'm just saying, like, at least it has a really good Oh, reward. yeah, it has an incentive. It has a definite incentive to winning. I mean, like, I'll be honest. I did it because I was, like, $24, and either I embarrass myself, no one's ever done it. It's not a food challenge that's ever been beaten. Yeah. And I have to write my name on a wall. That's okay. And if I win, I have a free meal for the rest of my life. I'll never go hungry. Yeah, yeah. Because my free meal will be the chupacabra. <laughs> and I'll get a week's worth of food every week. Boom. Yeah. Um. I don't know. Uh, the only thing I did interesting this week was I got an Echo Dot 2. <laughs> And, uh, Chris, you've had an Echo, or, yeah, you've had the Echo for Oh, man, I bought it whenever it was, like, 
a prime beta. only pre-release thing. I was like, I need this because I think no. it was like a hundred dollars whenever I got it. Yeah, now I got it. I got one, but the problem was I got it to work at my office, right? To help me with my actual productivity, and it doesn't work on enterprise uh, networks. Like you can't sign in with a username and password. It doesn't do that. Mm, that sucks. So it kind of sucked. Yeah, because I really thought it would be cool to have it help me organize my email and keep track of my task and respond to stuff and right. have reminders and set to do lists. And it just, you know, it didn't. But um. You've had yours for a while. Now, would you say it's a worthwhile purchase? You paid a hundred bucks. I paid fifty bucks. Um, I feel like it's it's worth it. Like even just for the novelty of it. Like whenever I first got it, I used it like crazy for probably like two or three months. I would have it tell me jokes. I would like, um, like whenever I'd be going to sleep, I'd lay down. I'd go, Alexa, wake me up at eight a.m. And she'd say, alarm set for 8 a.m. And then at 8 a.m. she woke me up. Um, I did that. I listened to music. Normally whenever I'd wake up, I'd, I'd say, Alexa, stop. Because I have to stop the alarm. And then I would say, um, Alexa, what's the news? Minutes. Alexa, tell me the news. So then like, as I'm getting ready for work in the morning, I would like be putting on my clothes and everything. And listening to Alexa tell me the news. Like, I feel like the novelty of it, um, just the idea that, like, it's sort of like this digital assistant that's, like, stationary in your house. I like that because it feels like the future, if that makes sense. It does. Like This is the first thing that I've ever owned where I'm like, oh, I, live in, I live in Star Wars. Yeah. I live in Star Trek. And, like, obviously, like, the these, these kinds of things are already on people's phones. But, like, the ease of access by just saying, hey, Alexa, and, like, that's all you have to do to get its attention. And then there's, like, all these separate apps that you can put on there. Like, there's recipe books that you can put on there. So then, like, put it next to you while you're cooking. And you can be like, how much... Um, salt Chicory and how much butter this, and yeah. how much whatever like she that's, can read off it. stuff to you yeah um and i think the other thing uh my my experience is a little bit different because like i'll tell you how we use it is like my wife loves to listen to music around the house right uh -huh. so it's really cool that you can tell it to play your pandora stations or your music library if you have the amazon music or whatever yeah it's really cool that you can just like hey play this play that I like this. Like, you can do it all by voice. The other thing is, I like my podcast. Right. And I do audiobooks, lots of audiobooks. That's oh, yeah, 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 We have yeah. an Audible deal that we don't ever pitch, but um, it will do those things for me. It has my library. So I just have to say, hey, play this book. And it picks up where I was, like, in my car or at the office or anything like that. So it's really cool that it actually integrates into things I like so I can listen to it at night. But it also does reading from my Kindle. Or my wife's Kindle. Uh, we both have Kindles. We both read books that way. So it's really cool that it has those features. But I do like having the news, the weather, being able to get phone numbers, store hours, all this. I'm not trying to pitch the thing. I mean, for 50 bucks, if you if 50 bucks doesn't sound like a lot of money to you, um, this is a good place to put your 50 bucks. I'll tell you that. Right. Just because, like Chris said, you said it's a, it's a voice alarm clock. Mm -hmm. You actually have to get up and respond to the damn thing. Yeah. Uh, it does to-do list. It'll sync with your Google Calendar. It'll read your Twitter. It'll read your Twitter feed. It'll read your emails. Mm -hmm. It does all this cool stuff. I mean, it, 
it feels like you actually have a real assistant. Like, it's Jarvis Light. And, like, the most assistant-feeling thing about it is whenever you make a shopping list. When you just go, hey, Alexa, add uh, Cocoa Krispies to my shopping list. And then it's just on your phone in a shopping list. I'm like, that's yeah. that's crazy. Because, like, you don't even have to check your phone before you leave. You can just, like, like put, like, unplug your Alexa if you have, like, a dot or something and have it in your kitchen. And just go... Hey Alexa, and like you're just kind of looking around your kitchen. You're like, okay, we need this, so add this to the shopping list. Add this, add this, add this, and then you just leave and go to the store. And then when you get there, pull out your phone, open up the uh, Echo app or the Alexa app, go to your shopping list, and there's yeah. everything that you added. Like that's Boom. just, it's really cool. It's really cool. I mean, I really like it in that aspect because I'm horrible about that kind of stuff. Like, I remember when I'm out of something. When I'm out of something. And I don't use my phone notes for anything other than, like, this show. I don't keep other notes in there. So, uh, it just kills me that I have to, like, oh, I, I write this down. But I write things down, actually, in a little moleskin notebook that I keep in my back pocket. So, if I don't have it with me, mm-hmm. which I usually do, but sometimes I'm, like, in my basketball shorts or coming out of the shower. Or I just emptied my pockets for the night. And I'm, like, oh, crap, I need to buy razor blades. Mm. Now I'm just, like... Hey Alexa, um, add razor blades to the shopping list. Mm-hmm. And get to the store; it's there. I mean, I've only had it, like I said, for a day. I had one before that I used at home for a little bit, but it was supposed to be for work, so I felt bad because I'm a responsible person, and I took it back right. and returned it. But it is cool. I just thought I would touch on that. The Gen Two has a way better sound recognition than the one I had before. It also has the physical buttons on it and the mic seems to be a lot more sensitive about being able to like pick up far field voices like you can be farther away so it's almost like a full echo i don't know if the speaker's that great but i have a sound system and uh, a bluetooth speaker i use for my phone for like when we're mm. out at the ranch and stuff mm-hmm. whenever we go out there to work i take something it works fine right i wish i had more smart house stuff to use it with but right that's cool also, the fact that they network together uh, might be interesting because we're, we're moving in the future and we'll have two stories. And so being able to walk up and down and from room to room and talk to it, not just have the small space that we have where I can pretty much yell across the whole house would be cool. Right. Um, but that, that was my thing. Speaking of future technology. Uh, There's more? On Monday, I got PlayStation VR. No, you didn't. And I don't want to go too far into it, because I've already sung the praises of VR in the past, but about a year ago, I tried a game at a convention that was on the Oculus Rift, and it blew my mind, and I was like, I need VR. And then like they announced the PlayStation VR, and I was like, cool, I have a PS4, I'm going to get that one, and I'll, I'll get PC VR someday, maybe. Um, so I got the PlayStation VR Monday. Um, at first all I did was try some demos, and like every demo I tried, even though like some of the games were like games that I didn't think I'd want like the full version of, I was still like, Mm. this is crazy, because you get completely lost like immediately. I'm sitting there on my bed playing in front of my TV, and I forget where I am. Like... No. I mean, is it really that immersive? Like, I'm not. I'm. I'll be honest. 
I've never tried anything VR. Okay. Uh, this this decade. Here's what I'll say about the immersion. It's because of the fact that you're interacting with this virtual world that you forget. And it's not that I, I'm like I know I'm in. If somebody said where are you, I would say I'm in my room. Like I know where I am. No, no, but I mean like the headphones. How does that work? Oh, I, that's the that's the weirdest thing. I haven't even used headphones yet, and I'm still completely immersed. If I use headphones, I'm afraid I'd just like never take off the headset. Ready Player One, that shit. Yeah, I got you. So, I mean, I'm gonna use a headset soon. I'm I, I'm actually holding off on using the headset because I'm afraid of how immersed I'll be. <laughs> Which I know sounds stupid and corny and like a tagline or something, but no, my one dude, my favorite book of this decade has been Ready Player One, mm-hmm. and it's all about people that go into this virtual world with these virtual headsets, and they get immersed in this Internet of Things that is VR. Yeah. And they go to work in VR, and they live in VR, and they go to school in VR, and they they visit all these places in VR, and they play these games. Yeah, um, I just I mean the, the first okay. I, I, I'm t- let me let me give a quick walkthrough of my first VR experience with this headset. Please, I load up the demo disc. Um, when you load up the demo disc, you're immediately in this room, kind of looking around, and in front of you, there's like a menu of all the demos you can look at. Now, the first demo that I picked was called Alumet, and I was like, I don't know anything about this, but like, it's just where the menu started, so I guess I'll look at Alumet. Now, I didn't know this before I started Alumet, but Alumet is not a game, it's a VR movie. Oh. Which I didn't even know that there were VR movies being made. So I'm like, oh, I'm watching this. And I'm like trying to move. There's like a person on the screen. I'm like trying to move them. And then things start happening. I'm like, oh, this is just a movie. So it starts out and I'm like looking in this village that's in the sky, like in the clouds. And I'm not sure what I'm supposed to be looking at because I can literally look 360 degrees all around me. So then, in front of me, there's a bridge, and a little girl, like, peeks out from under the bridge. And I'm like, okay, I'm supposed to be looking at her. And then I realize, and it takes me a while to, like, get used to what I can do. But I'm like, oh, I can, like, just lean in and get really close and, like, get a really good look at her. Or I can I can look around. Like, I, I can completely ignore what's going on if I want to. And she has a case. It looks like a big briefcase or something. She props it up against the wall, and she sits against the wall, and she looks really cold. There's like a breeze. You can kind of see the breeze. And then there's a gust of wind that knocks over the case that she had with her. And it opens up, and like these three rods fall out that have like um, light bulbs on the end of them that are lit. So there's like a red and a yellow and a blue one. Well, one of them rolls towards me towards the edge of this platform like it's about to fall off the platform and even though like the movie itself isn't realistic it looks like claymation or something i instinctively reach my hand out in front of me to try to catch the rod and as soon as i do that i start laughing at myself because i'm like this isn't real why didn't i try to grab that and i feel like that perfectly like encompasses everything that I've experienced in VR is I keep having to remind myself it's not real even whenever it doesn't look real 
So, like, whenever I played the demo of Drive Club VR, which is a racing game, obviously, from the name, um, you pick a car, and then it puts you in the driver's seat, and before you start, you can just kind of look around the car, and I'm, like, looking at the rearview mirrors, and I'm like, oh, I can see behind me. I can like, Or I can just turn around and look behind me. I can look down. Whenever I hit the gas and the brake, like, the pedals actually move. And the game has compatibility for steering wheels. Like, if you have the, the big steering wheels set oh, up. Oh, man. And I'm like, that that's is... not good, because now I want that, even though I don't really... I'm not a big fan of racing games, but the idea of VR with an actual steering wheel is freaking crazy. I love crazy. racing games. I love racing games. I'll be honest. We talked about this beforehand, because we actually do a little bit of show prep. Yeah. You told me about Batman, and Batman made me want to get buy a PlayStation, yeah. buy the I mean, VR, buy the game... Just to be Batman. I would pay the money, the 900 bucks or whatever, to be Batman. Right. See, and I'd heard people online but... talking about how Arkham VR was probably, like, their favorite VR thing. And I was like, I like Batman fine, and I like the games fine, but, like, VR Batman seems like it'd be kind of cheesy. And then also, it's like a $20 game, so I'm like, it's probably really short and boring. And because... Um, because this is new technology, like, they're not really making games where it's first person and you're actually walking around because it's so disorienting. That's why games like a racing game makes sense because you're actually stationary, but the thing you're in is moving. Because they've also made a couple of, like, shooting games where you're actually, like, in a mech. So that, like, that solves the locomotion problem because then you feel like the thing you're in is moving and you're not moving. So it's less disorienting. Yeah. Or like how um, the the Until Dawn Rush of Blood game is an on-rail shooter. And you're literally like in a minecart type thing or a roller coaster. You already told me I can be Batman, drive a McLaren, <laughs> yeah. and now you're, you're telling me I can have a mech. Nothing about this makes me not want it. Oh, it's bad. I love and like, I love racing games. Like racing games and shooting games are like ninety percent of my catalog. I have a lot of other stuff because I have a lot of stuff. Right. I enjoy the shit out of racing, bro. And uh, the idea that I can actually have like a real virtual racing game that's this. What I mean, I had the idea already. I know what VR is and this, but I wasn't sold on it. But like, you're like the fifth person that told me, hey. Right, right, right. It's it's life. Right. So now, now I've got to figure out how to get that. But um, I'm super excited. Damn it. Yeah, it's one of those things that like the the phrase that I keep saying out loud as I'm playing VR over and over is "Oh no!" <laughs> like whenever <laughs> I reached out for the rod, I said "Oh no." Whenever I'm playing Arkham VR and like I have batterings and I'm just using both hands. And just grabbing them and throwing them at a bunch of targets, like, as fast as I can, like Batman. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> because there's non-VR games that, like, in the back of my mind, I want to go back and finish Mafia 3. I was really enjoying Mafia 3. Or, like, I know the new Call of Duty doesn't have VR, and I want to play that. And Battlefield came out, Battlefield 1 came out today, yeah. and it doesn't have That's VR, but I want to play that. But... Right now, I don't want to play anything that isn't VR. Like, all the non-VR stuff, I just want to save for 
when I've played all the VR that there is. Now, let me tell you one last little VR experience that I don't, that I, I don't have yet, but oh. I'm worried about getting. Is it Pornhub? No. No, no, no. That's a whole different topic. Okay, so <laughs> we don't we, we don't need to talk about virtual reality porn. That's that's too much right now. Okay. okay There's this okay. game called Bar Room VR. Oh, yes, I've actually heard about this. Go ahead. You play now, I think it was also on the Vive, but they have a version on PlayStation VR where you're in a bar, you can play with other people. Um and you actually see the other people in the form of just like their headset and their uh, move controllers. So you can see where they are and what they're doing with their hands. Um, but there's darts and there's pool. And yeah. it's insane because there's like a microphone built into the headset as well. So if you're, if like I started a private bar room and invited, like if you got the PSVR, I invited one, you to my bro. room. We could just walk around the bar, play pool, play darts. And I know we can actually do that too. But like the fact that I don't have to put on pants <laughs> and play pool with my friends or play pool with random people online or play darts. And I think they even said like there's plans to add more bar room kind of stuff to do. Um, it's just... They get shuffleboard and uh, like uh, carom, I'm in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Dude... Uh, okay, so now I gotta I gotta start figuring. I'm gonna, oh, I'm gonna sell some stuff, probably my blood, maybe my <laughs> probably body, my but blood. I'm gonna have well the plasma at least, you know. Times is tough. Times is tough. Yeah. Oh uh, my god. Hey, look, Rose has joined the party. Maybe. Maybe. Yes. Maybe. Yes, I have. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, there you are. <laughs> Hooray! Yay! We were just, uh, Chris was regaling me with tales of PlayStation VR. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you got it. How is yes. it? Yes. Okay. Um, <laughs> I don't want to, like, overstate or overhype PlayStation VR, so let me say it. But if you sold your body to get it, it would be a, it would be a deal. I mean, you wouldn't need deal. your body anymore. You kind of need hands, but... Um, <laughs> to say it in the most reserved and, uh, realistic terms, it's the best thing to happen to video games since the controller. Oh. Uh, now I have a question for Remember you. Remember when we played video games without controllers? That's right. In television. Yeah. Horrible, Neither horrible does anybody. <laughs> um. There's actually some games that you don't play with controllers, you just play with your head. What? There, there's a there's, there's a, a game called Headmaster I... where like you're at a prison and you're being forced <laughs> oh, to play soccer. Where you swallow Wiener's hole. Nope. Oh. So <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope, that's not it. Nope. You're you're at a prison and you're forced to play soccer. So like you're making goals. This doesn't sound like no yet. <laughs> you're forced to play forced soccer to play. and you're only doing the you're only like hitting the ball into the net with your head. Like you have to only do it with your head. Okay. That's it. I think there's <laughs> there's also like there's also virtual reality movies here. that you can watch where you don't need a, you don't need a controller for those obviously. Um, but no, I was just talking about Batman. Like the VR Batman game is just insane. Um, 
I like. Let pick, me ask you this. I'm like sitting at a piano. I pick up a picture of my parents and I throw it at Alfred. Like, <laughs> that's fantastic. I'm Batman. <laughs> uh, I'm Batman. Okay, so I'm I'm interested in this VR thing now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Should I? Yes. Should I yes. lay down the money to get a PlayStation VR because you're selling PlayStation VR right? Well, here, here's the I thing. Wait. I want you to come over and try it first, because I don't want you to like well, get it and be like, I'm "Man, not, not, I spent a lot a, of money on something I don't I'm like." I'm not a. I'm not a. That's that's what my question is. Should I do that? And I'm gonna try yours, or should I? Because I have a PC set up that will do it. Um, wait for PC VR to get right. So that's the thing. I don't know, like. Um, if you've got a computer that can run the Vive or the Oculus already, like, I suggest the Vive over the Oculus, but... Yeah, um, I mean, I'm on that level. Now, there is a change I'm making, which will go into the next thing I'm going to talk about. Well, I guess there's an in-between topic. Hold on. Um, NVIDIA <laughs> has the GTX 1050 that they're releasing. This is Kern's dream. It's a $100 um, NVIDIA card. And mm. the okay. So... It supposedly, when Oculus lowers their rec, you know, requirements, will be able to get on there. Hmm. Okay. I, even though I have a better setup in my deal, I'm thinking of getting those um, because I also have a Shield portable, and uh, I'm trying to push that hard because I'm PC gaming, and you know, not buying a PlayStation would be a plus. But the other thing is, it would mean I'd use my Shield portable. And that takes me a step away from having to buy, I don't know, a Nintendo Switch. Right. But Nintendo Switch looks awesome. It really does. Okay, but but that's what I'm saying <laughs> is uh, my Shield Portable is already that. But your Shield Portable doesn't have Zelda Breath of the Wild or the new Mario yeah. or anything else. This is this is what I'm saying. And, and I'll be honest. I love NVIDIA. I talked to the NVIDIA Shield guys on Twitter. Uh, they said that they are not discontinued. They're just sold out. They're still going strong. They still have plans. But uh, the support has been rather lacking. So I am excited about the option of having uh, a, a first-party, big-name console right. that would do the things that my Shield, I want it to do, it should do. Right. So... The Nintendo Switch. You guys saw the the, the whole thing, right? Yep. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I've watched it a few times. I want it. Right. I think we all have. I mean, yeah, I yeah, show yeah. my <laughs> wife, I show my mom, I show my friends. Uh, how, I, how do you guys feel about it? Like, there's things I want from it still. There's a lot to be seen, I feel Yeah, like. there's a lot but, more information that we need. And apparently they said we're not going to get any more information on games until next year, which is crazy to me. But, um... Well, games is really the, like, last part. Like, I wanted to know about that dock. Can I put that dock in different TVs in my house? Like, multiple docks? Like, can yeah. I have multiple docks and one Switch? Yeah, I think That's it'd be crazy question. if they didn't let you buy multiple docks to just have in different TVs around your house. Just because that makes so much sense. Um, yeah. Just like with the with the Joy-Cons, the, the controller parts that hook onto both sides... It's very hard for me to think that they wouldn't make like different attachments too for like, like. Well, um, I think that's a given. It's an intuitive. yeah. Like imagine, yeah. imagine a fighting stick for fighting games that you just that would yeah, be like awesome. clip onto both yeah. sides. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or um, I mean, I don't know what else, but like 
it just seems like there's a lot of possibilities there. Just like with how, like, the Wii had, like, a bunch of different attachments for the controller. Um, I just feel like there's a yeah, lot of opportunities sense. for attachments for the Switch. Uh, and I've seen a lot of people online just talk about, like, oh, I already have a tablet and all this other stuff. But all I can think is, I don't have, I mean, I have a tablet, but I literally never use it. But if I had a tablet that was specifically for games, or mainly for games, like if I had like a nice iPad or whatever, I feel like there's no question in my mind that this would replace any gaming tablet that I had. Yeah, because do like you, you do just you don't... feel that way. The, the just because can, of like, Nintendo's first in... properties, more than anything. Yeah, you could, and the fact that you could just drop it into like your TV and play it on your big screen immediately like that's it's very fluid i think yeah. and but I, but see here's the thing i have that right because you have the shield, the shield portable yeah. yeah i mean so i can stream to it i stream to it i play in my bedroom i shut it i go in the living room and i pick up my gaming where i was because it was streaming it right. i mean it's not perfect i'm not saying that and that but we haven't seen what nintendo's actually is either yeah that's right. so yeah we've only I seen honestly the way had never like even that. heard yeah. of the shield well, my, the, my the shield is a this... weird thing because, like, the shield is isn't it like three different things? Because it's a it's just the controller. Well, there's a tablet one, and then there's just the controller, and then there's the controller with the screen, which is the portable, which is what I have. Right. And isn't there another one that's just basically a Steam box? Do you plug it, like just hook up to your TV? They have a Steam box. I don't know if it's part of the Shield line. It probably is, but okay. Um. Uh, but my concern with Nintendo is I don't. You, you guys said it's all about the games, and I feel like this is what's the danger, is the price point. Because it's technically just a really fancy tablet. Nothing wrong with that. I like surfaces. I like iPads. Mm -hmm. But my other thing is there's no real reason to go to it because they're cannibalizing their own market. Everyone knows that Nintendo's market is their games and portable. So no one's going to buy this and a DS, whatever the next thing is. I think they're not doing DSs anymore. Well, well they what they, here, here's the thing. This last round, but whenever Nintendo made the original DS, they specifically said um, this isn't replacing the Game Boy line of products, and it clearly did because yeah. the, and it, that might have been something just because the DS did so well that they're like, well, this is our this is our flagship portable device now. We're not going to make any more Game Boys. But they're saying now, too, like, because they were asked, um, like, the press, Wall Street Journal, or whoever asked them, they're like, is this replacing the Wii U, or is this replacing the 3DS? And they said, even though from, like, most people's perspective, it looks like it's replacing both, they said it's not replacing either, this isn't our, this isn't the new, um, this isn't taking the place of the Wii U, but it's not taking the place of the 3DS. Oh, and I'm like, I, I feel like that's... That it was. No, they said it's not replacing anything. but And they also said that it's not going to be backwards compatible with... Um, like, you won't be able to play Wii U discs, and you won't be able to play 3DS cartridges on it. But they they didn't say anything about digital. So a lot of people think you might be able to digitally download your Wii U games or your 3DS games that you already own. Um, Good luck. But... I don't know. I feel like it's one of those things, like, for some reason their PR answer is that it's not replacing anything, but it abs it, it really depends on if it sells well. 
Um, to what Desmond was saying about the price, I feel like $300 is a sweet spot just because the Xbox One and the PS4, you can get those for $300. And it's going to be less powerful than either of those consoles. And like the only leg up they have is that it's also portable. And you can't be like, well, yeah. it's $100 more than these more powerful consoles because you can carry it around. It's like, no, that's not worth $100 to most people. Because people already have tablets and phones. Right. And this but, is a this is a saturated market. But so here's the thing. Here's, extra... The whole thing about saying that like nobody wants this because people already have tablets and phones, you got to consider the fact that there's people that buy new tablets every one or two years. No, no, not So, that. like, why not it's next year their new tablet just be this instead of the next iPad or whatever? But, but here's my point. It's not that they already have tablets and phones. It's that you're charging me extra for another tablet I don't need. If their price point is right, like you're saying, that's fine because I'm getting the tablet for free with the console, so to speak. Right, right, right. But if you're charging me $500 because it's also a tablet, no. Right. So besides the Shield, because I don't know much about it, uh, I don't think there's any other tablets really, though, that can play like, play like Skyrim or the new Zelda game. So I think it's got a lot going for it, even though I, I feel like people who say it's just another tablet, I, I wouldn't agree with that. Well, it's not that it's just another tablet. It's the fact that having that feature shouldn't be the upsell of it. Right. Mm-hmm. It's a gaming system, first I, and foremost. I do it's think a it's kind of cool. I do think it's kind of cool that you can take your new games that you just got that are really awesome games and you can take those with you because like even on the the 3ds the new one you don't have the same kind of like uh level and uh the screen is a lot bigger as well i feel like it's a little bit better in that sense right. and i'm not sure why they're saying it's not going to replace the 3ds because i think it very obviously is oh yeah <laughs> well, I mean, that, that was that's what I was saying about the DS. Like, when, when, it, when they announced the DS and it had the Game Boy Advance slot on the bottom of it, I was like, this is very clearly replacing the Game Boy line. And they're like, nope, this is a separate thing. And I'm like, no. Like, <laughs> I feel like it's just a safety thing because if, like, if the Switch doesn't do very well, then they're probably going to make another dual screen and they're going to make it completely, they might just not make home consoles at all and, like, put games on other like on PlayStation well i think that's Xbox. what they're testing yeah i think, I think it's more testing. a safety thing like they're not literally saying it's not replacing anything they're just saying that as a, like a just in case they don't want people to stop buying is the real reason well yeah they don't want that you too. to not buy so they're gonna say no 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 this is separate you need the other ones as well they don't work together right but the thing is that then if it does, obviously, they'll do what they did with the DS and go, okay, we're not making that anymore. And this is it. And I think that that is a market, but that's a market they already own. So, I mean, it's great that Nintendo's going to secure their stronghold. But the thing is, the war between Microsoft and Sony has always been who can convert people. People switch back and forth between generations. People buy both. People buy extra. Here, you don't really have that. I mean, you're only getting really the same mobile gamers you had from before. Yeah. You have Nintendo gamers. That's it. You're selling Nintendo games and portability. That's all Nintendo ever sells. Right. So I, I just, I get it, and it's a really cool device, and I'm going to buy one. I just think it's kind of uh, staying in its niche, and I think Nintendo need to break out 
if they wanted to maintain like a top three level position. So I don't think they're going to be able to do that with this. We shall see. Yeah, we'll see. We will. I mean, it's going to sell. I'm going to buy it. They're going to yeah. get my money. Yeah. I want one so bad. I think a lot of it, too, is that, like, we just need more information. Like, that, that's um, a big thing. I mean, apparently, let's be honest. Apparently, the developer's kit for um, the Switch, um, the tablet, whenever you take it out of the dock, only has a three-hour battery life. And I'm like, that's not oh. good. Ooh. <laughs> And they're like, but that yeah. might just be the dev unit. Like, maybe the real unit that, will have more. I mean, I'm and, pretty but sure. The other I would thing hope is, so. But, like, uh, on the other hand, battery life for portables has never bothered me. Even with, like, the Wii U gamepad, which notoriously, I think it only has, like, four hours battery life. Or, like, how the Vita, I think, only has, like, three or four hours of battery life. But I can, you know, some company like Nyko or somebody will always make, like, a battery extender right. or add-on and i like buying those things because it usually makes the device thicker and easier for me to hold that's why my phone has that giant battery case because i don't want it to feel like a little thin toy that i'm going to break so like with the switch if they they release like this case thing that goes around it and makes it thicker and like doubles the battery life i'll just buy that and then the battery life won't bother me I'm pretty sure three hours cannot be their target. Yeah. I would think that it would be better than that. Well, the thing is, though, like their official statement is this is a, a home console first and a portable console second, which to me sounds like battery life wouldn't be a priority for them. That's true. No, it wouldn't be a priority, but I just feel like three hours in this day and age is a ridiculous amount of time. I don't know. I mean, I agree, but like, it doesn't bother me because I can just buy an extra battery. Um, I mean, for me, the most exciting piece of gaming news this week had to have been Red Dead anyway. So, The Red Dead... Here's the thing. The Red Dead information from Sunday and Monday, where they're like... Or Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday, where it's like... They changed their logo to being red on Sunday. Then on Monday, it was... Seven people, like, in the sunset way off in the distance. And then Tuesday was where it said Red Dead Redemption 2, Fall 2017. Check out the trailer Thursday morning at 8 Pacific or whatever time it was. That information to me was all awesome. Then they release this one-minute teaser that tells you nothing and basically just shows you that it's going to be pretty, which we already knew. Like, the trailer to me was, like, there was no need for that trailer because it didn't really tell us anything. Other than it's going to be pretty and it's exactly what we already thought it was. I'm still excited for it because I loved Red Dead Redemption. But that that teaser was like, that's not good. Like, even the first, no, like, that. whenever the reveal teaser for, uh, or trailer for Grand Theft Auto V came out, it was about Michael, one of the three main characters. Uh, you didn't know he was Michael at the time. You just heard a guy talking about why he likes living in Los Santos. And they did like a whole sweep of the entire uh, place. And it was like, it wasn't just a one minute video. It was like a lot. Like it showed a lot of the driving. It showed like the hillside. It showed like the 
upstate part where it's like a bunch of trailer houses and stuff. And then it showed like the big city and like it showed off a lot of the game. So you could really see well, we like, have a what lot of coming. time. We have a year. No, no, no. I know we have a lot of time, but like I just feel like in comparison to any other Rockstar Games trailer, this was just not good. Like I'm still going to buy the uh, game. I'll, I'll give you that it didn't have like a great trailer but i also think it was a launch trailer it wasn't like a honest like that's not their honest launch trailer no no, no. it's also it, yeah it was it was a reveal trailer but that's what i'm saying like if you yeah. compare it to other reveal trailers this was no and i, I get empty. that i mean I'm, I'm gonna defend it just because my bottom li- my bottom line in my thinking is you either are interested in red dead or you're not right no one's on the fence about it no, I know, but I don't know. It's like it's if someone weird. came out, if Gabe just came out and said, hey, guess what? Half-Life 3 is happening, and then showed you a, a flip book of, like, Gordon with the crowbar, you'd be like, holy shit, it's the greatest thing ever. Yeah. No one's getting sold off the f- teaser trailer. So, I, yeah, it was weak, no doubt. But um, there's one thing I do want to see that they need to talk about that I need to know is happening. And that is Undead Nightmare 2. That's one of those things that I'm worried about. Because Grand Theft Auto 4 had uh, two big single player uh, expansions. Then Red Dead Redemption came out and it had um, Undead Nightmare. Which almost universally everybody agrees was like the best DLC for a game ever. Um, then Grand Theft Auto 5 comes out. And it never gets single-player DLC. They only release downloadable content for multiplayer for the Grand Theft Auto Online. And, like, I don't really care about big online worlds like that. Especially in Grand Theft Auto. Like, it just not it just doesn't interest me. I'd much rather have single-player DLC. But they released none the whole three years the game has been out. And they've already said that there's going to be a big focus on the online component for Red Dead Redemption 2... So I'm worried they're just not going to do any single-player DLC. Like, I know this is way off because the game doesn't even come out for a year. It's just, it seems like their focus with development lately has just been more towards online more than anything. And that worries and me because... that's why it needs to be addressed. I need to hear about it. Yeah, we need to hear something. Because um, that I think everyone knows that that's the elephant in the room. I mean, no one expects... You know, Rockstar to fuck up. No one expects this game to suck. It's Red Dead. No one, no one thinks anything bad at this point. Right. Uh, but the fact that you could come out and say we're going to follow in the footsteps of GTA Five, we're not going to do it. We're not interested in doing it. That that would just totally blow my mind because mm-hmm. Undead Nightmare is maybe the best game for the 360. Oh yeah. It's it's just such a well done thing, like and it's I'm one of those people game. that like I'm kinda tired of zombies, but like that thing was great. Everybody loved it. <laughs> I don't know. That 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 was my takeaway. I really am excited to be able to play Red Dead, but the biggest thing in my mind was am I getting an undead nightmare too? Yeah. Yeah, I hope so. I hope so too. That was the that was so the funny too. thing about Thursday was that like Everybody was awake. Everybody was like, can't wait to watch 
the Switch trailer and the Red Dead Redemption 2 trailer. And then I think it was like an hour before the Switch trailer was when the Logan trailer came out. So like everybody was talking about Logan for like an hour. Then everybody talked about the Switch for an hour. Then everybody talked for Red Dead Redemption 2 for about five minutes before they started talking about the Switch for the rest of the day. Yeah. Like, the Switch news coming out the same day as Red Dead Redemption 2, like, totally killed the conversation that would have been had about Red Dead Redemption 2 otherwise. I think, like, uh, when I checked yesterday, the Red Dead trailer had, like, 2 million views, and the Switch trailer had, like, 8 million views. And I'm like, yep, people are watching that one way more, just because, um... It was... I mean, it's Nintendo. People are going to watch something Nintendo does more than anything. Um, I mean, it's... It's 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 awesome. I don't I don't know. Rose, did you ever play Red Dead? No, I didn't play it. Oh my gosh, you crazy person. <laughs> so good. Yeah, I'm like sitting here like, I don't know anything about this game. Well, I like... Um, I, I know that it's like... take It's a western. And there's, yeah. there's guns. And there's oh, yeah. some redemption there sure is and it's it's red and dead yep (laughs) um yeah the red dead redemption 2 trailer right now has 4 million views and the switch trailer has 12 million so people are what people are still watching the switch one quite a bit more um Mm. i'm trying to think what else we could talk about what did we talk well, about I mean, that's before it. Rose got here? Okay, I'll give you the rundown, Rose. We talked about the casting of uh, Childish Gambino as Lando Calrissian. Yeah, I saw that. So excited about I, that. I'm really excited. It should be really good. We talked about the Note 7 being a bomb. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Still blowing up stuff. Still can't take it onto an airplane. Yep. It's over. They've it's yeah, over. they've said they're discontinuing it altogether. Oh, wow. Rip in peace, Note 7. That's sad. <laughs> Rip in uh, peace. We talked about the new Rogue One trailer. Mm-hmm. Yes, with Vader. Mm-hmm. Learned I mean, that. I didn't talk about it at the time, but we, we can do it now that you're I was waiting for Kern. Um, didn't <laughs> he feel never like Vader showed. Made, I don't think that uh, Vader should have been in the trailer. We already yeah, got no, like I a little it. tease of him. I don't know why he was in this trailer. It was kind of pointless, and it took away from the trailer being as awesome as it was. I'd like I to liked see it. more of him, but maybe in his own little spot. I did like uh, Kern's reenactment of the trailer that he sent us. Yeah, it was very where good. He, where he's just out. like, "Where's Vader? Where's Vader? Where's Vader?" Where's Vader? <laughs> <laughs> because as as great as I think this movie is going to be, that is how there's there's a lot of people that are going to go see it just because Vader's in it. Um, That's true. Because it is exciting to Which see Vader good. again. Yeah. But um, a youngerish um, Vader. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we've already seen the youngest Vader we want to see. Yeah. Um, Baby Vader. Uh, now that's we, we pod about... racing. <laughs> that's right. So <laughs> wizard, Annie. Um, <laughs> but we did get the, an awesome pod racing game out of it. So I don't we know. did. Yeah, I mean, that's, true. That was the best that was thing a great about. Game. That was the best thing about the prequels, so yeah. We also spoke about getting to Mars by the 2030s. Yes. Obama has planted his flag on this mission. Do it! Um, 
But like, I feel like he's about to not be president, so he can just say whatever he wants. You feel like he is? That's true. Like, (laughs) feels over reels, Chris? Is that where we're going here? Because I hate to break it to you, buddy. No, I mean, I feel like that's why he says stuff like this. Like, he can say whatever he wants right now if he wants to. It's like, by 2020, we'll all be riding dinosaurs. It's like, well, you're not going to be president in a few months. You can say whatever you want. He's like, no, no, nope, an American president promised it, though. I'm not the American president. Either. <laughs> uh, the International Space Station is going to let corporations start looking at uh, adding modules to it. What? Yeah, so That'll all the cool. space agencies could start adding crazy things, crazy, crazy things. Hopefully there's a roller coaster and maybe a snack bar. Um, it would be really <laughs> cool to find out. Yes. Uh, the Logan trailer. Yes, I need to watch it. What? I know you guys... What? I know you guys talked about the poster, but the trailer, you gotta... I wanted uh, to do... Rose will be watching. I wanted to do do Watching and recording a react video. Yeah, do a react. Do a react whenever we figure things out. But my microphone wasn't working. My microphone wasn't working, so I couldn't figure out how to do it yesterday, so I just went to bed. (laughs) Okay. That sounds solid. I got super um, angry with it, and I was like, I can't figure it out. So I just went to bed. Great. There's also <laughs> been a discovered, possibly discovered, hidden chamber in the Great Pyramid. Yes. What? Yes. What? I, I hope go, it's the Great Pyramid. I, wanna... I know it was a pyramid in Giza, and I thought Great Pyramid. So that's where we're going with that. I want uh, Rocky to Horror go. Picture Show was on TV. Did you watch that? I watched some of it. They have, like, so I, I watched, I don't have TV. So I did the whole Fox Live thing, but it only gives you an hour for free to stream. So I got to watch like an hour, ch- not even an hour chunk of it because there's commercials. Um, I thought it was going to be live, but it wasn't. Yeah, I think I think the world did. Uh, yeah, I think everybody thought it was going to be live, but it actually wasn't. But that's okay. It was still really good. The parts I got to see were really good. Oh, God. Everyone. Glad ha- we didn't have that conversation. Uh, <laughs> Oh, well, skipping on, we talked about no! <laughs> I liked it. I thought it was fun. It wasn't like, I don't know. It wasn't like super bad or anything. At least the parts that I saw were, were pretty good. I saw from like the introduction to uh, Frankenfurter to... You know, it's really fun that uh, Leo won an Oscar and now he's all about the environment. and going. Oh my God, he's ignoring me. <laughs> I don't know. It was fun. It was fine. Uh, Columbia uh, Yeah. Yeah? We... No, but yeah. seriously, we did talk about Captain Planet. Oh, yeah, the Captain Planet yeah, movie. Yeah, Columbia could have been better. Um, yeah, I can't believe they're going to make a Captain Planet movie. So I couldn't watch I Captain Planet growing up. What? My, uh, I couldn't watch Captain Planet when I was a kid. It was banned. Why did your did My your parents, parents think it. that it was like a um, Chinese hoax to delay the American industrial complex? <laughs> my, I think the the actual little words out of my father's mouth were, "It's liberal propaganda," and mm. you so yes, watch it. yes. <laughs> oh. you know we never go against <laughs> Mr. Pistol Pete Rose Trump here at the. Uh, Trump. <laughs> when did we add Trump to his name? So, <laughs> well, when he called Captain Planet liberal propaganda, I just assumed that her dad was secretly. 
He's just he's just very conservative. My parents my parents raised no, me I, very I mean, nerdy, I get but it. they're I, also very conservative. No, I, I say that in jest, honestly, because I understand that <laughs> you know what, as a small no, no, seriously, as a small child, you don't want to indoctrinate your kids with certain things like that. And it, it does seem a little too environmentalist. I probably wouldn't let like my nieces or nephews watch it when they're like under like nine. I mean, it might sound weird, but it's true. I watch what they watch just to make sure that, like, that kind of stuff doesn't happen. Because I'm like, I don't want a bunch of, yeah. like, stuff that's like, oh, oh, bad terrorist people. It's like, not everyone's a terrorist just because they're brown kids. Like, I, I, I understand <laughs> that. You don't want you don't want them thinking that, like, every Coke can's a, killing a dolphin. Like, that's that's fair enough. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. But, yeah, Leonardo uh, DiCaprio is playing Captain Planet. Is he playing Captain Planet? I hope he plays Captain Planet. I don't know. I just heard there's something with Leonardo DiCaprio and Well, he's Captain making Planet. the movie. They haven't announced if he's going to play it or if he's just directing or writing or whatever. Oh. You know what? Just I changed my vote, Chris. It. I changed hmm? my vote from uh from Scott Eastwood to Leonardo DiCaprio. He's playing Captain Planet. Oh, I'm fine <laughs> with it. Um try to think. Oh, Rose, did you see the video of Chris uh attempting to kill himself via food? I watched some of it. <laughs> it was very intense. It was, wasn't it? I thought you might die. I thought he might die too, and I was there. So I was How like, much did you get me through with it? Literally like 95% of it. Ah, oh, so close. I still had all the fries. Like I hadn't eaten any of the fries yet. But uh, What happened was I ate too fast at the beginning, where I, and then by the end I couldn't breathe. Like, I, I didn't stop because I was full. I literally stopped because I couldn't breathe. Oh. Yeah, so, that's probably a problem. Yeah. So, now we're on to our main topic. We're an hour and a half in. All right, so, so here, 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 here's the thing about this. What What's this? Well, like, I, I have to go to work, is. like, really shortly. <laughs> oh, you do. So, so I don't know. Do you want to talk buddy? about I don't know if we can talk about our main topic. I think we might have to like have that. We're gonna have a whole episode. I'm down with that. Well, I think we should have, have a whole episode. episode. Plus, like I know Kern's actually watched a lot of it. So, and I'm actually gonna finish watching it tonight. I've only watched nine episodes. Okay. That, well, you know what? Show? Tune back in next week to find out all about Luke Cage. Luke Cage. How much of you, how much of you have you watched, Rose? All of it. Okay. And I, I, I think Kern has finished it. Like, I watched episode 9 last night at work. Um, yeah, we'll talk about that next time. So, just so well, everyone knows, time. the next episode will be full of spoilers about Luke Cage. And oh, probably... Yeah. Prepare probably yourself. Just, and just to be safe, probably some spoilers about Daredevil and Jessica, Jessica Jones. Jones. Yeah, definitely. Um, just because they're all in a bunch in of Marvel place. stuff. Yeah, Marvel stuff in general. Stuff too. Yeah. Just the spoilers everywhere. Next next podcast is called Spoilers. And yes. You. Spoiler alert. Yes, yes. Um, yeah, big spoiler alert. We're giving it a week in advance. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I guess then the proper thing to do to finish all this news blabbering would be to ask uh, Miss Rose here, do you have anything? Yes. Do I oh, uh, have anything? Yeah, like have uh, any quick topics you want us to talk about. Like maybe oh, that man. con you were at that you won some Oh, yeah. Yeah. While we were yeah, busy we went to... film awards. <laughs> uh, 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 yes, I went to uh, Dallas Comic Con Fan Days, which was super fun. Uh, we were supposed to do a group 
where the first day we were supposed to be gender bent Avengers and the second day we were supposed to be Disney princesses. But we just couldn't get our stuff together, so we didn't finish like anything. So me and my friend Kaya Cosplay, who's been on the show before, she we did we finished our Disney princesses, so we went as them. And we were like, eh, do we want to do the contest? I don't really know. We're not going to win anything, so it'll just be for fun. Well, we're not going to do anything else anyway, so we might as well because we'd probably just watch it. So we decided just to do it. So we came up with a little skit at the very last minute and jumped into the costume contest. And we actually won Best Craftsmanship. So we were like, what? Mm -hmm. But I think that the the thing is, is I think at a lot of Comic Cons, not a lot of people make their own costumes. And that's Mm -hmm. probably why we had such a good uh, chance at it. But... Yeah, we walked in to do the the prejudging, and they were like, "Wait, you you made these yourselves?" And we were like, "Yeah, yeah, we did." <laughs> so were what, very what were your costumes? I was uh, Anna from Frozen, and Kaya was Megara from Hercules. So yeah. we had to come up very with nice. a weird skit to do that somehow fit the two of them together because they're very different. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to see Rose's award-winning cosplay, you can check us out on Twitter. Or yeah. check her out on Twitter. Or on Facebook, we're all there. You check it out. Nerdtastic 4, Noodorama, Rose Phillips, however you want to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's worth Noodorama doing. cosplay. It's worth doing. But yeah, it was check a lot of fun. Check out cosplay, too. She was here, like Rose said. She was on episode 4. It was all about cosplay. If you're into that and you're hearing it now, go back and listen to the back catalog. Every once in a while, it's good for you. It's a yeah. good one. We talked about a lot of cool stuff with yep. cosplay and the community and everything. Uh, you know, you know, Chris, did Chris mention to you that while, while you were gone that he... Uh, he was winning film awards for the third year in a row. Man, I didn't. Yeah, go to that I, we won some. I was super excited. We did. You know what? We 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 share in one, which is uh, we had best practical effects, and I think we won that. Kind of how you were saying, we showed up and we knew how to do effects, and we won best practical effects. Yeah, Perfect. and it wasn't spaghetti sauce, so you know. <laughs> Uh-huh. Not fifty dollars of spaghetti sauce. Uh, it was solid. Rose had a death scene that had some uh, effects. I, I had a stunt gag. Um, we had a guy gargle up some nastiness on Rose. It was pretty nasty. It's all, it's all, it's all in all, I think we did okay. And we won best uh, use of the line of dialogue. Yeah. And I think we all knew when we left the theater the first night that we'd won that one. See, I didn't even know that was an award, but if I had known that that was an award, I would have totally been like, we won that. I honestly think, Chris, correct me if I'm wrong, we may have won this one all three years. Oh, best use of dialogue? Yes. I think we did. Nice. Because you won it last year, correct? Yeah, I won it last year. And we won it the year before. So, we are we are masters of crafting dialogue. Well, well Cody won it last year, because Cody's the one that said today's the day. Yeah, but I'm I'm saying we we won it as yeah, a team. Yeah, we won, yeah, we won the writing, year. like we we put it, we we've, we've managed to make our dialogue natural. That's the one thing I'll say for our filmmaking. Uh, other yeah. than that, it was just a fun time. You guys weren't there, but it was awesome. Woo! Uh, I'm glad it was fun. Any recommendations, guys? For what? Hmm. I'm People. I'm like in the middle of uh, Stranger Things, so I'm super excited. It's oh. a good show. Oh. Oh, I'm man. super yeah. slowpoke late that. on that. <laughs> yeah, I gotta recommend that. Mm-hmm. 
Um, Some people got to see Doctor Strange yesterday. Oh yeah, like I'm not LA talking premiere. about that because I <laughs> no? had a I I had a inline on tickets to go to the advanced screening and somehow uh, my link busted and then they were like, well, we can't give you a new one. So no, <laughs> I didn't get to see it, and I'm a huge Doctor Strange fan. But I got Luke Cage, and I'm getting Iron Fist, and I can wait a few weeks to see it. So I'm I'm okay. Yeah. Uh, but Stranger Things, that's a good recommendation, Rose. I will, I will also I will second that. I also yes. recommend Luke Cage since we're going to be talking about it. Why not get – why have it yeah. spoiled? Just join in. Join yeah, in. Yeah, get Without, it done before next week. You got plenty of time. Yep. Without spoiling Luke any of, of Luke Cage, I think it's my favorite Marvel Netflix series. Really? You know, it's a real contender for me with uh, season one of Daredevil. And it's – I'm not going to say why. I'll, I'll, we'll talk about it next week. Okay. It's because Chris loves black people. I love, I love, like Donald Trump, I'm a friend of the blacks. I love the blacks. <laughs> oh my God. And the blacks love me. Mm. They do. Chris has a way. I don't know what it is. I think it's because he's a genuine fucking human being. And that's all you have to be sometimes, yep. assholes. Oh, I'm sorry. So that's it. I'll recommend Luke Cage. That's my recommendation. All right. Chris, no recommendations. You recommend people buy VR and go shoot pool with yeah, you? Yeah, I highly recommend everyone go buy VR. Um, what else would I recommend? Let me think. I recommend sleep. Not sleep eating a cool. seven-layer burger? I recommend everyone do that. I mean, everybody oh, okay. should try to just shove a bunch of food in their mouth. <laughs> Chase your dreams, kids. Taste your dreams, all your dreams. Eat a bunch of food. Anyway. Have a blast. Um, as always, at the end of the podcast, we have to send out special thanks to all the nerd podcast mafia. Woo! Yeah, we do. We've got So Wizard. We've got so Wizard. Open All Powers. The British version. The Convo Comics Podcast. Geek Mr. Yogurt. Fobot. The Back Issues. That is correct. Fans on Back Patrol. Issues. Is on patrol, Mr. Montego. Smooth. Cult 45. Can't go wrong. The geek. They've been killing it. Can I just. I'm sorry. I know you're on a roll here because you've actually memorized them or something. Uh-huh. But, uh huh. <laughs> but I want to shout out to Cult 45. They have been knocking it out of the box with all these selections and guests. Knocking really it out impressed. of the box? <laughs> yes. <they're saying laughs> Is that a phrase? Is that yes. a phrase I've never heard before just now? The box. I don't know. They've been knocking, knocking it out of the box. The box, yep. Uh, I'm just saying, I've been I've been really happy since Dark Man. Like they haven't made a misstep in choice since. Mm. And they had the epic film guys. One of the epic film guys was on their crits. Hey, so super happy. My good personal anyway, friends, the epic movie. The guys. epic film, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, who yogurt, else, Chris? Geek yogurt, yeah, superhero Rogue speak, geek. and dork of all there trades. There are dork dork of all trades. Super good guys. Super great guys, perfect guys that'll have me on their show. Perfect, so. perfect guys. Perfect. Um, Specimens of the male form. Yes. And until until next time, I will be ignoring the real world and being Batman. Because if you oh, have a choice... Oh, don't forget to go vote. <laughs> oh, yeah. Go vote for Donald Trump on November 28th. Oh, God. Uh, no, but in all seriousness... I know most of our <laughs> listeners are local or in Texas. 
guys, uh, Monday, hopefully when you're hearing this, the four, the 24th is the first day of early voting. It goes through the 4th, and then you can vote again on the 8th. And you Do can it. check online where your voting and polling stations are. I don't care who you vote for. I have my own personal opinions, but you vote for the person you think is right for the job. Just go do it. I care who you vote for. if you don't think your vote matters, Texas is technically a toss-up state this time. There's, according to all the pre-polling stuff, there, there's no clear-cut winner, even in Texas. So go vote. And to, to win Texas, all you have to do is be a Republican, and Trump can't even do that right. <laughs> so much political stuff I've said this show. I feel like that topped it though. Look, if somebody listened to the the first hour and a half and actually are sticking around, then they can hear me make jokes about Trump. Hey, I will, I will be I'll be perfectly honest with you. I look at the map of our feed and our downloads. Uh, I'll tell you this right now. We're not in any state that Trump's winning, so we're not losing votes. Honestly, guys, we try not to be political, but it's important, and we're not losing anything out of it. It's our own fucking show, so uh, yeah. if you're offended, there you, you can go. get at us on Twitter at uh, Nerdtastic. Fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> and there's the F-bomb. Good night, everybody! Oh, there's been, there was, I think I started with an F-bomb. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it is time. We've been your hosts. You've been awesome. Yes. We'll see you all next week. Woo, the Spoilers! Cake. Bye!